we continue Moses' great speech in Deuteronomy chapter 12. These are the statutes and the ordinances which you shall observe to do in the land which Yahweh the God of your fathers has given you to possess all the days that you live on the earth. You shall surely destroy all the places in which the nations that you shall dispossess served their gods, on the high mountains and on the hills and under every green tree. You shall break down their altars, you shall dash their pillars in pieces and burn their Asherah poles with fire. You shall cut down the engraved images of their gods. You shall destroy their name out of that place. You shall not do so to Yahweh your God, but to the place which Yahweh your God shall choose out of all of your tribes to put his name there. You shall seek his habitation and you shall come there. You shall bring your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the wave offering of your hand, your vows, your freewill offerings, and the firstborn of your herd and your flock there. There you shall eat before Yahweh your God, and you shall rejoice in all that you put your hand to, you and your households, in which Yahweh your God has blessed you. You shall not do all the things that we do here today, every man whatever is right in his own eyes, for you haven't yet come to the rest and to the inheritance which Yahweh your God gives you. But when you go over the Jordan and dwell in the land which Yahweh your God causes you to inherit, and he gives you rest from all your enemies around you, so that you dwell in safety, then it shall happen that to the place which Yahweh your God shall choose to cause his name to dwell there, there you shall bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the wave offering of your hand, and all your choice vows which you vow to Yahweh. You shall rejoice before Yahweh your God, you and your sons, your daughters, your male servants, your female servants, and the Levite who is within your gates, because he has no portion nor inheritance with you. Be careful that you don't offer your burnt offerings in every place that you see, but in the place which Yahweh chooses in one of your tribes. There you shall offer your burnt offerings, and there you shall do all that I command you. Yet you may kill and eat meat within all your gates, after all the desire of your soul, according to Yahweh your God's blessing which he has given you. The unclean and the clean may eat of it, as of the gazelle and the deer, only you shall not eat the blood. You shall pour it out on the earth like water. You may not eat within your gates the tithe of your grain, or of your new wine, or of your oil, or the firstborn of your herd or of your flock, nor any of your vows which you vow, nor your freewill offerings, nor the wave offering of your hand, but you shall eat them before Yahweh your God in the place which Yahweh your God shall choose, you, your son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, and the Levite who is within your gates. You shall rejoice before Yahweh your God in all that you put your hand to. Be careful that you don't forsake the Levite as long as you live in your land. When Yahweh your God enlarges your border, as he promised you, and you say, I want to eat meat, because your soul desires to eat meat, you may eat meat, after all the desire of your soul. If the place which Yahweh your God shall choose to put his name is too far from you, then you shall kill of your herd and of your flock which Yahweh has commanded you, as I have commanded you, and you may eat within your gates, after all the desire of your soul. Even as the gazelle and as the deer is eaten, so you shall eat of it, 
the unclean and the clean may eat of it alike. Only be sure that you don't eat the blood, for the blood is the life. You shall not eat the life with the meat. You shall not eat it. You shall pour it out on the earth like water. You shall not eat it that, they, that it may go well with you and with your children after you when you do that which is right in Yahweh's eyes. Only your holy things which you have and your vows you shall take and go to the place which Yahweh shall choose. You shall offer your burnt offerings, the meat and the blood, on Yahweh your God's altar. The blood of your sacrifices shall be poured out on Yahweh your God's altar, and you shall eat the meat. Observe and hear all these words which I command you, that it may go well with you and with your children after you forever, when you do what is good and right in Yahweh your God's eyes. When Yahweh your God cuts off the nations from before you, where you go in to dispossess them, and you dispossess them and dwell in their lands, be careful that you are not ensnared to follow them after they are destroyed from before you, and that you do not inquire after their gods, saying, How do these nations serve their gods? I will do likewise. You shall not do so to Yahweh your God, for every abomination to Yahweh, which he hates, they have done to their gods. For they even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire to their gods. Whatever thing I command you, that you shall observe to do, you shall not add to it, nor take away from it. In this chapter, Moses is basically telling them, when you're going to go into the promised land, you've got to completely destroy the religion of the people that's before you. If you find idols, smash them. If you find a shear of poles, chop them down. You know, if they were worshipping under a certain tree, chop down that tree. Like, you, they had to obliterate all the false religion in the land. And so one of the really popular ones, you know, there were a lot of ancient, you know, like when you go to India today, there's gods and idols everywhere. Well, that's kind of like the last remaining vestige of polytheism in the world which um, you know you get it sometimes in tribal cultures but this is what it was like in Canaan it's kind of like tribal polytheism idols everywhere but there was a really popular set of idols which was Baal and Asherah so Baal was like the male god Asherah was like the female god and they used to worship these two kind of together but there was a kind of a sexual connotation to it there were things that they did you know, which were immoral and immodest as part of the worshipping. And the, the, this Asherah, you know, like it was everywhere. I mean, archaeologists, they find these Asherah statues in their diggings and, and based off just archaeology, they were common because they find a lot of them. So this was obviously in lots of places and all the way through the, New, the Old Testament, right up to like the prophet Micah, the prophets are always saying, not to worship Baal, you know, not to worship Asherah, you know, chop down the poles. Clearly, they didn't follow the instructions here of Moses properly, and it became a long-lasting problem. So they had to do it, um, but they didn't do it properly. But there's, um, there's a few things I want to point out here, and the first is that this, this worship of these false gods was, on the one hand, it was something you could do anywhere. You could do it under any tree, you could, you know, you could set up a pole or an idol any place you want. And the practice um, of worshipping these gods was um, sexual in orientation. Sometimes they had to sacrifice children to these gods. Now, that probably wasn't easy. 
It was terrible and, and evil, but in many cases, the, the worshipping of these fertility gods meant you know, sexual acts. And so you can imagine um, that Moses comes along and he says, when you go into the land, destroy all of that. And he says, but now you're only allowed to worship in the place where God will, cho- will choose. Now, the place, we find out much, much later, was Jerusalem. But the temple wasn't built for um, a couple of hundred years, at least 400 years until Solomon. Solomon reigned from, I think it's 1000 BC to 960 BC, I think. So it's, it's you know nearly 400 years later, the temple is built. And in that intervening period, the tabernacle was placed at Shiloh. So the, there was a place. Initially, it was Shiloh, and then later on, it was Jerusalem. And people had to bring their sacrifices to this place. So you imagine you're living in, say, the northern part of Israel, like in the tribe of Dan, and you have to travel, like for three days or two days, down to Jerusalem, or, or Shiloh was a bit closer. It was in Ephraim. You have to travel down, and it's a bit of an effort. But, you know, all around you is this tempting idolatry, which is sexual, and it seems more fun, and you don't have to travel. You can do it here. It's cheaper. So there's the temptations are kind of multiple. First of all, the Lord's commanding none of these sexual practices. You know, you've got to be straight. You've got to do things the right way. Um, and you've got to go to that place to do it. And <laughs> as you can see, there's the religion of the land was easy. And um, it, it was tempting to just do things the easy way. The religion of the Lord, the true following the true God, was a harder. You had to go to Jerusalem at least three times a year. We're going to get to that in the chapters ahead. And um, for example, right here in verse 13 to 14 of this chapter, Moses says to them, says, Be careful that you don't offer offerings in any place you see, but in the place that Yahweh chooses in one of your tribes, which was going to be Jerusalem later. There you shall offer the offering that I command you. So we've got on one hand, the worshipping of the Lord was much more deliberate. It required attention. You had to be very clear about it. You had to abstain from, from sexual immorality and you had to follow the Lord. You had to go to this place several times a year. It meant travel. But on the other hand, the worship of Asherah was easy. It was loose. It was immoral. Uh, it was tempting. You could do it anywhere you want. It was cheaper. And a lot of people just fell into the worshipping of Asherah. For them, it was just the easy way to go. In the New Testament, in Matthew chapter um, 7, verse 13 to 14, Jesus tells a, a little story. He says that, you know, there's, a, there's a, an easy way and everyone finds it, but there's a, a, a thin and narrow path and few find it. And he was saying that the kingdom of God was like this thin, narrow path the people who find their way to God are people who, you know, you have to very be very deliberate about following this path and staying on it, even though it may have turns and, and may be hard to stay on. But the easy path, many people find it. And this is what was going on here in Deuteronomy 12. The Moses was basically saying, when you get into the land, there's going to be an easy way and a hard way. But choose the hard way because there's a life in it. You choose the easy way. It's going to seem like there's life in it but there isn't. And that's the way it is for us today. It's easy to go along with the world, to think the way the world thinks, to do things the world wants, 
Well, it may seem easier now, it may seem life-giving now, or more fun now, or more satisfying now, or more you know, purposeful now, but there's no life in it. But to follow what the Lord wants is more satisfying in the long run. And it may be harder at certain points in the time where you have to make choices and you say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay on the Lord's path. It's harder. And we all make mistakes. But by grace, we set our eyes on the Lord and say, I'm going to follow the Lord my God, regardless of what people around me do. We're going to walk in his ways. And you know what the place is? In the, you know, in the Old Testament, the place was a physical place. But that was just an illustration to teach us um, you know, other lessons. And the, the lesson, the temple, the temple is the body of Christ. It's God's people. And today, if you want to, to worship the Lord in the place, it's the church. It's the body of Christ. It's God's people. You need to get yourself into the church, into the place, and become a part of God's people. Belong to them, fellowship with them, give yourself to them, give your heart to them. And that's what it means to worship in the place today. So Father, help us to be a part of your people, to be a part of the temple, to be a part of the church. Build your church, build our hearts, to help us to worship you. Help us not to be tempted by the easy ways around us. Lord, let our hearts and minds be set on Christ, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 